point to the logo on my chest and tell him, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, hey, hit it up hard, hit him with strike, from the national anthem to the bottom of the night, I'm in, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, ego, Slammy, hey, you already know what's up, what's that another home run? What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 512 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden, and I am here with a special guest, Graham Pauly, one of the top prospects in the Padres organization. Uh, just got finished playing in the Arizona Fall League uh, alongside his teammate, Jacob Marcy. Uh, Graham, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so let's start off with the AFL here. For those that weren't paying attention, uh, Jacob Marcy went off and I believe he won the MVP, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so MVP. yeah, so props to him. I cannot wait to see him at the big league level. What can you say about Graham here first, or excuse me, about Jacob here first, um, and just what skill set you think he can provide to this Padres team eventually? Because he's definitely talented. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the guy does it all. Uh, elite defender on the outfield, you know, played mostly center field this year, um, showcased his ability to track down balls, throw runners out. He, I mean, he does it all out there. Um, and then at the plate, he shows showed an elite ability to, you know, both have contact and power. And I think that's something that um, the Padres organization is really, you know, pushing for all the prospects. And I think, in terms of eyes at the plate and the ability to, you know, get on base, um, Jacob is one of the best at it. And then also as a base runner, you know, he had upwards of 40, 40 bags, maybe 50 bags this year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I played with him most of the year and he's a great kid, hard worker. And, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do. So, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing but the best for him. And I'm so excited to, you know, keep getting to play with him. For sure. Yeah. Um, let's get let's go to when you were drafted here. So 13th round by the Padres. Did you think you'd go higher, lower? Did you know that the Padres were definitely interested in you? Were you surprised, you know, in that moment? Take us through kind of how that went for you. Yeah. Um, you know, going to the draft, I didn't have too much of expectations. Um, you know, I, I thought I might get picked. I didn't really know for sure where. Um, I talked to a few different teams and you know you know, it's always a blessing to get drafted. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, I, I wish I would have got drafted higher, but, you know, I was blessed to get drafted in the 13th round and, you know, still get to play Pro Bowl and showcase what I can do. Um, but the great thing about the Padres is no matter where you're drafted, it's pretty much a clean slate. Like, once you get there, you still got to prove what you can do. And, um, you know, it's an investment. So they're invested into you and, you know, you pay them back by working hard and playing well. So that's that's my goal. Yeah, so this year, congrats, by the way, minor league Padres player of the year. That's that's an amazing honor. Thank um, you. This year, I, I was so interested in seeing how you progressed this season and looking back at last season as well and, like, comparing those two. A 931 OPS this year after it being 879. Smaller sample size in the first year. Um, 11 home runs at Duke, 23 home runs in 2023 did you make any adjustments like how did that power get unlocked for you 
Yeah. So throughout the year, you know, starting out in low A, um, something that I've always had is the ability to, you know, make contact and get on base. So in low A, I, I was hitting, I was hitting well, you know, I was putting the ball in play, getting my hits and, you know, having a high walk rate and being an on base kind of guy. And then as I progressed throughout the year, you know, I wanted to put an emphasis and, you know, expand my game. So, you know, that led to me creating more power and hitting as many home runs as I did. Um, you know, it was minor swing changes, just getting stronger, um, you know, a mix of variety of things, working with staff, you know, the staff with the Padres has been great for me. And I think all those things combined allowed me to, you know, really take my game to the next level. Yeah. When, so you're going to different levels. I'm always curious about this. So when you go to, let's say you're in Lake Elsinore, you go to Fort Wayne, like those coaches, I'm assuming in Lake Elsinore, they're sharing information with the next coaches, right? So that you can continue to develop or is the coaches at the next level, they're just coming in kind of clean slate on you and seeing maybe what they can change. Yeah, it's definitely a mix of both. Um, you know, I think communication is always great. I think going into the year, I had I had plans of, you know, what I wanted to work on, what I needed to work on. And I think that one starts at the beginning of the year. So when I started in Lakey, you know, I did want to keep my on base and, you know, the contact ability as high as possible. And, you know, once I kind of felt comfortable that I was able to do that and, you know, the coaching staff there um, was – very helpful with that. And then once I moved up, um, I wanted to take that to the next level. And obviously the staff from Lakey to Fort Wayne talked about it and, you know, decided what I needed to work on. And then it, once I got to Fort Wayne, it was just a matter of putting that into place and really, you know, focusing on, you know, how, how my body's moving, uh, how I'm generating force and if I can elevate the ball. So it's just a mix between, you know, the coaches talking between each other as well as, you know, me having to, me wanting to work on, you know, the next thing. Was this something that you saw at Duke as well? Like the, the different technology that players are provided to try to develop, or is this something that you kind of had to adjust to get used to when you turn professional? Yeah. So I do think technology is a big part of the game nowadays. Um, and it did start at the college level. Um, mm. You know, we have like there's blast sensors that kind of tell tell you what your swing's moving like, um, how your body's moving. Um, but, you know, the technology in Pro Bowl, you know, it's just a little bit better with more funding and more money. Um, so with the Padres, you know, we use blast. We have a KVS, which, you know, basically gets strapped onto different body parts and it tells you exactly where your force is going and you know, if you're moving in sequence or if you're moving out of sequence and, you know, the technology is just going to be a big part of the game for years to come, because I think that really did help me. Yeah. So you're, are you kind of like a analytics guy? You, you, you're embracing that. What information do the Padres provide to you on like a daily basis that I think some fans may not know about? Yeah. So, um, I would say, I'm not a huge analytics guy. Like okay. I, I know what the numbers mean and, you know, I do pay attention to those, but at the same time, I want to, I want to feel uh, exactly how, how, how I'm moving. Um, mm. I think, I think analytics can help you help you understand what's going wrong, but I think that you actually need to feel why it's going wrong and what you need to do to fix that because everyone has different cues or different things that um, they need to work on. And, you know, for me, it might, 
like I, someone might need to tell me to stay back where another person they need to hear like they need to be driving forward where in reality like both those things might be working towards the same thing um so that's that's my viewpoint on that and then um talking about like new technology that the Padres is using i think i think one thing that really helped me throughout this year was you know training harder than what i was going to see in the game so whether that be foam balls or like high velo machines, um, stuff that kind of exaggerates what you see in the game. So if, for example, if I'm facing a pitcher um, on any given night that, you know, has a high ride on his fastball, so it almost the perceived look of the fastball is going to be riding, then I'll go into the cage and I'll hop on foam balls, which over-exaggerate that ride. So it helps me stay on top of the ball and, you know, kind of s- see what it will be doing like while over-exaggerating it. So when in the game, it's just easier. Yeah, that, that's a good example. And when you say the high velo machine, I immediately thought of an article that came out in The Athletic this year about how that's used with the Padres at the big league level and A.J. Preller really wanting that, the high velo machines and all that. But there's been some pushback, I think, in the players as well. So I'm just curious, like from your perspective, in long seasons like that, do you think that working like that and preparing like that, do you think that that is actually – going to help players more than just taking you know normal bp uh because maybe guys are just tired going into a a day game after a night game or something like that because of how long a season can be yeah so i i do think it's a player by player basis um so like me personally like i i love you know working harder than what it's going to be like in the game so the game feels easy right reality like not everyone's like that you know some guys do just just want to see regular BP so they can just see the arm action, see the ball coming out of the hand and, you know, react off that. Um, and I think, I think there's benefits to both. So, you know, some, and even me, like some days where if I'm really tired, then yeah, maybe I'll just go in the cages and do my, my soft toss and then get some arm BP and then be done. But I think, I do think that throughout the season, um, it was very helpful for me to continue to see VLO and, you know, keep my eyes ready for that kind of pitching do you think i'm curious do you think the padres are on par with other clubs in terms of investing in you guys player development wise and all that and even if you do do you have recommendations for the padres of like what you think could help with other players that maybe they're not implementing because maybe you talk with other guys that are in other organizations and you're hearing certain things and you're like oh well we don't have that maybe we should try that yeah, um, I would say that overall, like from what I've heard, that it's it's very much on par. Like I think, for example, so I was just in the fall league, um, which we might touch on more. Yeah. But, uh, and you know, I got the chance to talk to a lot of different guys in a lot of different organizations. And you know, first, like they're all great players. So like I listen, and you know, I want to learn from them as much as possible. And they were very like open and respectful of our clubhouse because we were there and, you know, they got to talk to a bunch of our guys as well. And some of the stuff they were saying, like, you know, our food's the best. Um, <laughs> so like they were eating at our cafeteria. They're like, wow, you guys have this, this, and this. Um, so I think, I do think that the Padres are putting good emphasis on player development. And I think, you know, it, it, it's all the little things, you know, are, are you eating healthy? You know, how, how are your workout plans? Cause that's the kind of stuff that kind of 
takes a player to the next level and allows them to feel comfortable. Yeah. Talking about the Arizona Fall League, what do you think that you learn the most? Because, again, like you're with some of the top prospects in baseball there. Yeah. Um, there's a few things. I would say just talking to other guys in general about the about the game. You know, everyone has a different perspective um, from the players and the staff. You know, we had a great staff in the Arizona Fall League. Um, our manager, Morgan Ensberg, one of the best managers I've ever played under, um, was a big league third baseman. So I learned a lot from him um, at third base because, you know, I played I played there about half the games that I played. So I think working with him at third and as well as our, the rest of our staff, um, that was huge. Also, one of the biggest takeaways I had was, you know, learning how to deal with failure because um, you're dealing with the the top players, you know, in all the minor leagues and baseball is a game of failure. And I think it's really important to, you know, in a year like I had, you know, I had a very successful year and I didn't really, you know, feel that failure for as long as I did, um, as I did in the fall league. So I think, you know, realizing, you know, what I needed to do when I'm, when I'm struggling at the dish or when I'm struggling on defense and how I need to combat that is one of the biggest takeaways I could have had. Yeah. For managers, for you, because, and I think this is relevant because the Padres manager search is going right now. And I'm not going to ask you who you want to be the next Padres manager unless you have a thought on that. I'm just curious for professional players, what are the characteristics that you want in a manager? At least from your experience, the favorite managers for you, like what characteristics do they have? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not too sure about what direction the Padres are going to go. But me personally, like, I love a, a player's manager. Um, one, a manager that's, you know, been there and done that and knows how you feel. Because I think as as important as it, as it is for, you know, us to work hard and do everything off the field correctly and on the field correctly, I think a manager who understands exactly what you're going through and knows what you need is just as important. So I think one, like a manager that's played in the big leagues before or coached in the big leagues before that understands what the day in and day out uh, basis of what a major league baseball player has to do. I think that's really important. Do you have any relationship with Mike Daly? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. So how is he? Because I just know that he's probably going to be the next AAA manager. And I think his background's really interesting. It's someone that hasn't coached professionally, but He's obviously around a lot is what it seems like. Yeah. So for him, you know, he's done a really great job of, you know, getting more involved with the players. And, you know, for example, he's, um, you know, I was just talking with him the other day because um, he's out here and, you know, he's done a really good job of getting to know us, you know, understanding more about the game of baseball. Like he played, he played, um, he didn't get a chance to play in the big leagues, but he, he had played before and, you know, he understands. And I think like him learning more about the game and understanding like what we feel and being open in communication has been huge for not only me, but also a lot of other players in the organization. Definitely like a willingness to learn is what you're getting a sense of there from him. Yeah. And, you know, although he's never managed before, I think he could be a really good manager. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be interested in seeing how that, plays out i wanted to talk about double a right now and how the padres have put a lot of talent there in that same team on that same level with mazer and snelling and salas and merrill and martarella yourself 
Homer Bush, Marcy, all double A, I believe, at the end of the season there. Um, do you feel like it's important to have all of you or a big group of you growing together, going up through the system together? Or do you think that maybe some guys are getting getting rushed a little bit more than others? Um, you know, I think that it, it, it is a good thing. I think, you know, I was talking to uh, Robbie Snelling today, and, you know, one of the greatest compliments someone can get is, like, how hard they made – like them work. And today uh-huh. Robbie was telling me like, like, Hey man, like I credit you for working so hard. Cause like, even on days when like, I don't want to do stuff, like seeing you do stuff, like makes me want to do stuff. And I think like as a group, like as a whole group, you know, we push each other so hard and, you know, we want the best for each other. I don't think there's any sort of, you know, jealousy or hatred towards each other. You know, if one person does successful one day or, you know, it goes 0 for 5 with 5Ks the next day. Like, we all want the best for each other. And I think that's, you know, really going to show as we progress together. So, do you all train or some of you train together uh, in the off season beyond when you're done playing, like weights and all that? Yeah. I mean, we don't really have anything like officially set up yet, but I'm sure we're all going to get together at some point, you know, put in the work to get ready for this next year. So what does that what does that off season do you think look like for you? Um, so right now I'm I'm taking a little bit of time off of baseball, um, just baseball stuff. You know I've played a lot of games this year and just finished up. So yeah. to me, it's really important to have my body take a break, both m- mentally and physically, um, so I could be fully ready to go for next year. Um, personally, some of my goals are you know bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, I, I'm going to put a lot of emphasis in the weight room so I can come back, you know, fully ready to go. Um, I want to be hundred percent and in the best shape of my life come spring training. So one, I think my biggest emphasis is going to be speed. Um, you know, I was able to steal a little over 20 bags this year. Um, but I'm looking to, you know, keep, keep going up with that. Um, especially also if I'm playing the outfield more, mm-hmm. which you know, I've, I've been a utility guy this whole year and, you know, I'm starting to get comfortable out there, but I think, you know, speed could be a huge, um, like benefit for me if, if I'm playing out there as well. Positionally, the versatility, is that coming from your desire to do that? Or is that coming from the Padres thinking that that would be a really good thing for you to increase the positions that you you're open to playing? Yeah, it's, um, I would say it's definitely both. Um, okay. like personally, you know, when I first got drafted, I'd, I'd only really played infield and, you know, I was comfortable there and, you know, I would, I would have been just fine just playing infield. Um, however, like throughout this year, you know, versatility has become a huge part of baseball in the game today. Um, with no shift, uh, I think it's really important for guys to be athletic as possible and be able to play as many positions as possible. And I think, you know, the Padres have the same views. So, Early on this year, you know, I really fo- just focused on third base. And as I, you know, got a lot, I got better there and I got more comfortable there. Then I started to open up and um, just play as many positions as possible. And, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep doing that and hopefully become a lot better at all positions. Yeah. Can't wait to see how you develop, how your teammates develop. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, for those that are watching, listening. This has been episode 512, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Again, Graham Pauly, 
he's got a bright future. A lot of his teammates have a bright future. Uh, cannot wait to see how these guys do coming up here in 2024 and for years to come. So again, Graham, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much.